Shalom, this is Rabbi Ben Newman. Today is day 457 of my daily Zohar reading. I'll be reading today part 1 of the Zohar, page 4, sorry, page 249b in Aramaic and English. I have today with me a very special guest, Rabbi David Seidenberg. Uh, we are at Ohala again, and we are in the Reb Zalman meditation room, which is not quite what it was last year, but it's still quite beautiful. And um, I will read the Aramaic, and Rabbi David will read the English, and maybe some of the footnotes as well. And maybe, maybe we'll talk a little bit about it, since I have another person here, and I'm not just studying it myself right now. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start uh, a little before the end of page 249a, where I ended up yesterday, where it says... Um, Alright, hold on. Where it says. Oh, wait, Simone. No, no. Uh, no, that's not. Wait, where are we? Oh, I think I got the wrong page. Hold on. This is what you had marked up to from here. And then where's the ending? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Rabbi Shimon opened. So let me get back there. Okay, yeah. Rabbi Shimon. Where is it? 249B. Or just before, at the end of 248 a There it is. Patach Rabbi Shimon it So it starts, Rabbi Shimon open saying. And do we do paragraph by paragraph, or you read all and I read? Sometimes I do paragraph by paragraph. I'll divide it up by idea. I probably will end at the end of this paragraph, and then you can translate. Patach Rabbi Shimon v'amal, sahali kolech bat Galim, Hakshivi, Leyasha, Leyasha, Leisha, Leisha, Ania, Anatot. Haikra, Lichneset Israel, Itmar, Begin de Ihi, Meshabachat Le, Lakutshabrihu, Bekala, de Shabcha, Vealda, Tsahale Kolech. Mehacha olifna kol man devai leshabcha le lekud shabrihu bekala. Baya le kala neimuta de yit arev le udnin lesham inle veila la yakum la arama kala. Rabbi Shimon opened, saying, Cry out, O daughter of Galim, listen, Laisha, poor Anatot. This verse is addressed to Knesset Israel, the assembly of Israel, who praises the Blessed Holy One with the voice of praise. So it says, cry out. From here we learn, whoever wishes to praise the Blessed Holy One should aloud, should have a pleasant voice, sweet to the ears that listen. If not, he should not lift to rise. <laughs> he should not rise to lift his voice. If you're tone deaf, you can't lead services. <laughs> Let's see. Footnote 991. Cry out, O daughter. In this verse, Yeshaya calls on the inhabitants of the city of Bat Galim to warn the nation, the residents of Laisha and Anatot, of the Assyrian invasion, the impending invasion. Drawing on Midrashic interpretation, Rabbi Shimon applies the verse to the assembly of Israel, the Shekhinah, which in Kabbalah refers both to the people of Israel and their divine counterpart, Shekhinah. Well, you thought he wasn't going to mention that it was Yes, and he <laughs> went and did it. 
All right. The teaching about one who wishes to praise the blessed holy one aloud apparently refers to a would-be cantor. Yes, we know that. You have a bad voice. You can't lead services. Uh, מצווה העבודה מחיילים דלעילה דקיימי לנגנה לגבי העבודה וליקרא שמה קדישה כדקה יעוט דתנינן חיילין ומשיריין לעילה כולו ממנן לגבי תתאי לשבחה שמה קדישה, ולזמרה קמי, ובגיני כך ישוב מצווה העבודה, ובגין דכנסת ישראל כמשבחה ללקודשה בריחו. אמר, צהלי קולך בת גלים, בת אבהן. קמנצי, אבלייבייטס דרייבינג פרום דיס סייד, גבורה, איז ריטן. From the age of 50 years, he shall retire from the legion of service and serve no more. From Numbers. Why? Shall I read the Numbers 825 specifically? Why should he serve no more? Why should he retire at 50? Because his voice becomes low and is not sweet to the ears like that of his colleagues. Wait a minute, I'm over 50. I think pretty okay. Okay. Sorry. So he is removed from the legion of service, from the forces above who stand to play for this service and to glorify the holy name fittingly. For we have learned, forces and camps are all appointed above, corresponding to those below, to praise the holy name and chant before it. Therefore, he shall retire from the legion of service. And because Knesset Israel, Assembly of Israel, praises the blessed holy one, the scripture states, cry out. Daughter, Galim, daughter of Galim, Bat Galim, daughter of the patriarchs. Further, you didn't read this a little bit. Oh, I didn't read it. Okay, so that's right. Okay, let's see any footnotes interesting here. How about that one? I mentioned to you that yeah. last night. Yes. Levites deriving from the side, meaning the side of Gavura, associated with song. Corresponding to the Levites, who play instruments and sing in the temple, angels play and sing above to Shekhinah. And then the very last thing, daughter of patriarchs. Following Midrashic tradition, Rabbi Shimon interprets the word galim as alluding to the patriarchs either because they were golim, wanderers in exile, or because they enacted mitzvot as profusely as galim, waves. <laughs> Here, the assembly of Israel is pictured as daughter of the patriarchs, implying that Shekhinah is daughter of the spherotic triad, Chesed, Gevura, and Tiferet, who are symbolized by Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. All right. Two. Bat galim, alma de'ate ikre galim, begin dechola kaima bey, ve'it klil bey tilei tilim, ve'nafka minei lechola, Two, 
בת גלים כדקה אמר, כמו דעת אמר, סורי, גל נעול וכל אינון גלים ומבואין כולו נפקי מעל מדעתי וכנסת ישראל איהי בת גלים. תחזי היקרא קשה בקדמית הכתיב צהלי קולך דה בגין לזמרה לארמה קלה ולבת הכתיב הקשיבי איה אחי אמי צהלי קולך כיוון דכתיב הקשיבי אלא צהלי קולך בגין לשבחה ולזמרה ללקוד שבריחו Bat Galim, daughter of waves, the world that is coming, is called Galim, waves, because all exists within it, intermingled, heaps upon heaps, issuing to all. Further, Bat Galim, daughter of springs, as it is said, Gal Na'ul, a locked spring, from Song of Songs 4.12. All those springs and bubbly, bubbling fountains issue from the world that is coming. An assembly of Israel is, therefore, daughter of springs. Let's see, about those footnotes. Daughter of waves. Shekhinah is the daughter of the Divine Mother Bina, who is known as the world that is coming. All existence flows from Bina, wave after wave. Daughter of springs. Shekhinah inherits and contains all the flows of emanation issuing from Bina. This is footnote 995. And Danny Matt gives the full verse here also. A locked garden is my sister, bride, a locked spring, a sealed fountain. It's a beautiful verse. Yeah. Now, you read a little farther though. Come and see. This verse is problematic. First, it is written, cry out, to sing and lift the voice. Then it is written, listen. So why cry out if it's written, listen? Well, cry out to praise and sing to the Blessed Holy One. Come and see, if Israel had begun to praise and sing to the Blessed Holy One, then it is written, listen. Why? Because Israel are pra praising the Blessed Holy One for her. So it is written, listen. No, that did not make sense to me. Maybe you should look at a footnote. <laughs> This verse is problematic. Why does the verse say, cry out, and then listen? Rabbi Shimon explains that the people of Israel, the earthly assembly of Israel, meaning the actual people of Israel, right, are told to cry out, to praise the Blessed Holy One for the sake of Shekhinah, the divine assembly of Israel. That is, to stimulate the union of the divine couple, corresponding with Shekhinah, is told to listen to their song. Hmm. I guess I can live with that interpretation. Especially given that we're talking about the Levites and singing and... Although I think crying out is a lot different than singing. Yes. Right? Like, singing is like there's, it's like a joyous... unless you're krechtsing or something, you know, like. But, but um, we already started with saying that crying out meant, meant singing. Meant singing, right, exactly. I mean, the whole, the whole essence of the interpretation, it says cry out so-and-so, listen so-and-so. 
But it, the, the thing is, it, it says if you don't have a beautiful voice, you shouldn't be doing it. Because no one will listen to you. Um. Cry out. You can only cry out if someone will listen. Daughter of Galim can only cry out if Laisha, poor Anatot, will listen. So uh, Shekhinah is very picky as to what kind of melody she likes, well, you know, whether somebody is, has oh, a good why? voice or not. This, is, this seems <laughs> false. <laughs> right, like right, God always listens to tears, right? Or the Hasidic notion. Like, so like, what's the, why, yeah. Something hinky going on here. Unless it's like a seduction thing, like you have to kind of seduce Shekhinah with like a beautiful, gorgeous melody. Maybe so. Um, maybe it has more to do with the fact that it's the Levites and therefore it's a song coming from Gevura. Right. So if it's harsh, coming from a harsh place, that's too much harsh. Too much harsh, right? It has to be beautiful. Hamtakar yeah. hadinim. Right, did, did you get to where I left off? I'm not sure if I left if I left off a bit of it. Did you read through here? No. Laisha? No. Laisha. I think I ended at another Tachaze. I might have. Yeah, I think I might have. Wait. Uh, I think you read about the moon. Shabcha, le Shabcha, le Zamra le Here. Here's the comment, see. Yes. Okay. That's where you are. That's where Okay. Tachazi. My Tama, begin the Israel inun meshabchan begina le kudshabrihu ve al dak tiv hakshivi laisha begin. That's the end of the sentence. Hakshivi. Hakshivi. And that's what I already read, but I'll read it one more time so okay. people can understand where we are. Come and see if Israel have begun to praise and sing to the Blessed Holy One. Then it's written, listen. Why? Because Israel are praising the Blessed Holy One for her. Shekhinah. So it's written, listen, meaning the Shekhinah should listen, according to the interpretation given. Okay. Laisha. Begin de atya misitra de gvura, kmada atamel, laish gibor babehema, ve ihu laisha gvura. Gibura. Le tabra chelin vetukfin. Ania anatot maitama begin de hi aspeclaria de la nahara. Ania vadai. Late nahara la sihara midila ela ma de yahiv la shimsha. Anatot ihu chakal kfarcha dvesharian be kohane miskine de ahadran al pitrin kilavae. The late man de Yashgach Behu begin the whole Beneahu Kfal Klisin Havu Be Enaihu de Ama. Okay. Did you go up to Katahazi? The next time. Let me see. 
did I go? No, I'll go do a little more. Uvatehon lekanim yatir mikol ama barma de yahavin lon ke miskne klise ama begin kach sihara let lan hara migarma ela beshata de itachabar ima shimsha ve it nehir. Laisha. So-called because she comes from the side of Gevura, as it says, Laish Gibor, mighty lion among beasts. Proverbs thirty thirty. So Laish is connected with Gibor, and therefore Laisha, Giborah, lioness, mighty one, smashing forces and powers. Mm. That's a good Gevura. Ania Anatot, poor Anatot. Why? Because she is a speculum that does not shine. Poor, literally. The moon that has no light of her own, only what is given her by the sun. And I'm going to read two footnotes here. Laisha, mm-hmm. Rabbi Shimon links the otherwise unattested place name Laisha with the female version, imagined, of the noun for lion, Laish. The line's mightiness alludes to givora, might. She displays might in vanquishing demonic powers. Mm-hmm. Note 998, Anya Anatot. Rabbi Shimon associates the place name Anatot with the word Ani, poor. Shekhina symbolized the moon by the moon is called poor Anatot because she has nothing of her own, only what she receives from Tiferet i.e. the sun. Similarly, she is known as Isbaklaria de la Nahara, the speculum that does not shine on its own, but rather transmits the other spherot, the light of the other spherot. Um, that where we ended? No. There's one a little bit more. Anatots is a field, a village, which is inhabited by poor priests who go begging from door to door like Levites. Hmm. Hmm. So these priests have been forced in some way from being representatives of Chesed to becoming like Gevura, hmm. like Levites. No one cares about them because all the residents of that village are scorned by the people, and their homes are emptier than anyone else's, containing only what is given to them, like the scorned poor. So the moon has no light of her own, enough, except when the sun unites with her and she shines. Tachazi Raza dichtiv Uleviatar ha Kohen Amar Hamelech Anatot Lech al Sadecha ki ish mavet ata Gomer Rechi al Zamin lay Adoniahu Ish mavet ikre Ella begin the hava me atal miskena de it dabak be sihara de ihi ania Anatot Veitema Vehi hit anitahitanita behol ashel hit ane avi begine kach zaha de la catale ella eviatal begin de hava meatal miskena zahabe david ad la salik la malhu kad hava mecha 
מחמן לשאול, והבה אורחוי כמסכנה, אביתר כגב נדע, ולזימנה דשלטה שלמה, דסיהרה קיימה באשלמותה, ועתירו דכל ההבלה, לה זכה באביתר. ודאי שדה ענתות, רזה דמילה הוא, וירמיה דקנה לי קולה הוא, בגין לאחסנה רזה אילה. Aviatar the priest the king said go to Anatot to your fields for you are a dead man <laughs> 1 Kings 226 now is he Aviatar called a dead man simply because Odonia invited him rather because he came from a poor place for the moon who was Ania Anatot poor Anatot cleaved to him so Footnote 1000, Aviatar, the priest. Aviatar had been a loyal follower of Shlomo HaMelech. Oh no, of David HaMelech, right. Aviatar had been a loyal follower of Sol- Solomon's father, King David, and was appointed high priest. However, as a result of Aviatar's support for Shlomo's rival, Adonia, Shlomo banished him to Anatot. Rabbi Shimon explains that the phrase, a dead man, alludes to Aviatar's link with Shekhinah, who is poor, since poverty is compared to death. Furthermore, when Shekhinah is united with Tiferet, she conveys life to the world, but if she's separated from Tiferet by human sin, the vivifying flow of emanation ceases and death dominates. Chiyut. Continue. So, um, now you might say, And because you were afflicted with all my father's afflictions. So let me actually go back and read. In the footnote, it gives the full verse. The mm-hmm. full verse sounds like this. Go to Anatot, to your fields, for you are a dead man, but I will not put you to death on this day, because you carried the ark of the Lord, Hashem, before my father, David, and because you were afflicted with all my father's afflictions. Mm-hmm. So you might say, And because you were afflicted with all my father's affli- afflictions, that's why he deserved not to be killed. However, since Aviatar came from a poor place, David deserved him before ascending to royalty. When Shaul lay in ambush for him and he acted like a poor man, Aviatar similarly acted like a poor man. And hence he's said to come from Anatot. But in the time that Shlomo ruled, when the moon assumed fullness and possessed the richness of all, Aviatar did not attain it because when the moon is in fullness, it's not poor anymore, even though yeah. it doesn't have its own light. It's full of light. That's me talking. Nice. <laughs> 1001. Should I read the footnote? Now, you might say, from Solomon's explanation as found in Kings, he spared Aviatar largely because that priest had shared the hardships of David, And both were fugitives from King Shaul, from King Saul. But Rabbi Shimon insists that on a deeper level, David and Aviatar shared an identification with the poverty of the Shekhinah. Later, when Shlomo ruled, Shekhinah 
symbolized by the moon, attained fullness, and Avatar was no longer linked with her, and so had to return to his humble home, his home of impoverishment, as opposed to fullness. <laughs> According to the mid, that was also me. <laughs> that little bit. According to the Midrash, just as the moon does not become full until the 15th day of its cycle, so it remained incomplete until the glorious reign of Shlomo in the 15th generation from Abraham. And that, therefore, when Solomon appeared, the moon became full. Let's see. Oh, one more line. Surely, fields of Anatot indicates the mystery of the matter. When Jeremiah purchased it, this it was entirely to take possession of supernal mystery. Mm. So Yermia needs to buy the field of Anatot to symbolize, what do you think? Uh, Shekhinah, obtaining Shekhinah. Or redeeming the Shekhinah. Redeeming the Shekhinah. Field of Anatot, Jeremiah. Anatot alludes to the poverty of Shekhinah, the prophet Jeremiah who lived in Anatot was directed by God to purchase his cousin's field there as a symbol of the divine presence to restore Jerusalem, the house of David, and the Levitical priesthood once the impending punishment was completed. But that's the pshat. Sedeh tapuchin kedishin. Field of holy apples. This is foot 1002, by the way, for anyone listening. Here, Jeremiah's purchase of the field in Anatot symbolizes his efforts to redeem Shekhinah from poverty, from impoverishment, from exile, and restore her to union with her beloved. Hmm. Right. So, so purchasing the field of Anatot also implies um, making it no longer be Anatot, no longer be impoverished. impoverished. Yeah. Yeah. All right, should I continue? Yes. Because I read it before, <laughs> I read it before, before we read it, so I kind of had a memory of that. Kad ihu b'miskenu sedeh anatot u'begine kach tushbachda dilatata avid le atiru veshlimu u'kamad David kol yomoi ishtadal lemebad shlimula. Ulenagna, Lezamra Latata, Vechad David Istalek Mealma, Shabakla, Bishlimu, Venatala, Shlomo Malka, Bishlemuta, Dahasihala Nafka Mimiskenu, Vealat Le Utra, Begine Kach Utra de Shlomo Shaltat. Al kol malche ara ve al da ein kesef nechshaf bime shlomo. Ela kola zahav begin de ha it rabe dehav. Ubehahu zimna ktiv ve afrot zahavlo. Deha afal de la ela. Hava istakal be shimsha. Uve istakluta de shimsha, ve tukfe, afra, avid, ve aske, dehav. Come and see. When the moon rains, she is called field of apples. When she's in poverty, she's called field of anatot. Therefore, 
praise from below generates richness and fullness. So we have to go back to the things that were being said much earlier to understand that. Therefore, praise from below generates richness and fullness, just as David strove, strove all his days to fashion fullness for her, playing and singing below. When David departed from the world, he left her in fullness. And King Solomon obtained her in fullness, for the moon had emerged from poverty and entered richness. Consequently, the wealth of Solomon prevailed over all the kings of the earth. As it says, silver was not considered anything in the days of Solomon. Hmm. 2 Chronicles 9.20 Rather, all was gold because gold abounded. Of that time, it's written, it has dust of gold. For the sun gazed upon the dust above and by the gaze of the sun and its power, dust produced or perhaps became abundant gold. So the silver, of course, is gavura and gold is, is chesed. No, the other way around. Yes. Yeah. Silver, of course, is chesed and gold is gavura. Right. So the dust produces abundant gold. That doesn't sound like a good thing. That sounds like abundant gavura. But it's also Shekhinah, I think. Well, she's from the side of Gvura. That could be. Yeah. Abundant gold. What does he say in the footnote? Yes, footnote 1004. Praise from below generates richness. Human song and praise helps to transform Shekhinah from being poor to being fruitful by stimulating the love of the divine couple. King David accomplishes this by playing the harp and chanting psalms, so King Solomon inherits her in a state of fullness and richness. Consequently, in the days of Solomon, wealth prevailed to such an extent that silver was not considered as anything. Tiferet, symbolized by the sun, shone upon Shekhinah, symbolized by dust, which yielded abundant gold. Hmm. No, I don't think I've quite understood. The full verse of Chronicles reads, As all of King Solomon's drinking vessels were gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold, silver was considered nothing in the days of Shlomo. Shlomo Solomon. See Kings 1, King, Kings 1 that is um, the first book of Kings 10.21. And the verse in Job reads, A place whose stones are sapphire, and that has dust of gold. Maybe the dust of gold is different than just gold. Because it seems like he's saying the dust is Tiferet. Right. He does seem to say that. Is there more? No, that's the whole foot. No. Is there more of the text? No. That's it, huh? Yeah. All right, well, that's it for today's reading. Do you have any, anything you want to say about it, David, before we stop the recording? I'm just curious about this this um, idea of song as gavura, but by increasing it, you increase. You like arouse shechina. You, yeah, you in a way arouse that the flow to shechina, right? Which makes the shechina become full, which means a shechina that's, I would say, getting more chesed than gavura in some way. Right, you'd think you'd that from her getting chesed would be what fills her. Not Gavura, right? Because Gavura is also kind of female. 
is also should be receiving from Chesed. Mm-hmm. Maybe some part of it is that did we, did we say anything about uh, Bina and Amadate? Didn't we start with that? Well, Amadate is Bina, yeah. Right. So maybe maybe ultimately it's just from Bina, which is from the left side. I like to think of song as chesed, though. Right? But why would song? But try it on. Like, why would a song be? Why would song be gavura? Mm. They're struck me because there's structure. The structure to it. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Each note is limited in a way. Mm-hmm. On a number of levels, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe if you look at the, the Levites and the co- the Kohanes, right, the Levites are like singing the song and the rhythm, and the Kohanes are like doing the sacrifices, which has they have to kind of follow the rhythm. Like maybe it's like Keva and Kavana, like the like the song provides the Keva. It's tough because melody is like so chesed, it's so emotional. I'm going to read the next footnote here. It's okay, we haven't ahead. read the text for it yet. Go ahead. We're going to get crazy. <laughs> 1005, from Mountains of Radiance, the intensity of the sun shining upon mountains turns the dust of the earth within those mountains into gold. Further, Shekhinah, symbolized by dust, derives from Kavura, symbolized by gold. And when Tiferet, the sun, shines upon mm-hmm. Shekhinah, her potential gold, is actualized abundantly. Still seems to me like that doesn't entirely make sense. Well, it's like a ba- it's a it's a balance between. And they don't even mention the chesed, but between well, the sun. Well, no, the sun is Tiferet. The sun balances Gavura. I have a feeling that when I'm less tired, it might make more sense. You know what? I'm putting this online so you can go back and listen. <laughs> okay. Thank you for thank you for recording this with me. Well, it's fun to do, Ben. Thanks. All right. Take care, everybody. Catch you tomorrow.